Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, personal websites. talking about before that we said like no we have to stop talking about this now because we should start recording <sighs> oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah yeah oh we're trying to talk about like you were telling me how i would of course definitely absolutely buy the new iphone of course so okay uh for our listeners now <laughs> now we're recording i said september this september is going to be expensive uh because new phones new watches uh, probably new iPads uh, and all this started because I was also saying that uh, I'm going to get a, a new laptop for work, a new MacBook Pro and they're probably going to announce new models as well in September or close so I was going to say, like I was saying this is going to be a very expensive month and um, Kevin's like uh, yeah, yes, I will also buy an iPad and a watch and maybe a phone and I'm like, yeah Stop it right there, sir. Of course you're going to buy a phone. You're going to buy a phone first and you'll buy a watch. I'll just say this. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, maybe. Maybe. Yes. But I think, like, mm-hmm. it, imagine a world. In a world. In a world. Uh, where the, the iPhone 10 didn't come out this year and you went from the iPhone 7 to the iPhone 8. I can tell you 100% I would have never gotten the iPhone 8. Like, n- never in a million years. Like, it's just, it's just not enough of an upgrade. And so if it's the same thing from the iPhone ten to whatever the hell they're going to call the new model, I'm definitely not going to buy that. 10-2? Things will be the 10-2? God. 11? <laughs> Take it to 11? I don't know. Not 10-2. Because um, it's an X. It's not a 10, really. But, but I think I would be tempted by a bigger one, even though I feel like I would kind of maybe hate it i don't know i'm not sure mm-hmm. uh, i don't want a bigger one but i'll say that so if i do buy an iphone i will definitely be ordering two like one of the small one and one of the big one <laughs> and then return and then the just, one that i oh my want. god because like, i know oh, no. I'll, like for sure don't be such a millennial well, i mean hacking the system it's it's impossible to decide <laughs> and i feel like you can't make a make a call until you can hold both of them in your hands uh so yeah not gonna wait not gonna wait until they're in stores yeah wait until we can try them and then decide but yeah i feel like i yeah i feel like i want an ipad even though i probably shouldn't get one because it's totally useless um no it's not but i can now say that hey i'll yeah i'll get one need to try what the what this whole smart keyboard and apple pencil thing is about Um, yeah. yeah, you need to get an iPad so you can read Mac stories again. Um, so, so speaking of iOS stuff, um, so one thing I wanted to follow up from last week, because um, okay, I think here it, we are. Oh, this is the show now. Well, okay. yeah, this is the show. <laughs> What's in the show is in the show. Um, mm-hmm. So we we're kind of wondering like what was going on with the series shortcuts um, last week, um, and like wondering like is it a thing where you can Say, for example, tell Siri, hey, Siri, order me a 
chicken noodle soup and then it would just like be able to do that oh my home pod is <laughs> speaking in the background yeah i was gonna uh, say that you're you're you know so tread lightly <laughs> hey dingus order me like a chicken noodle mm-hmm. soup and, and like replace chicken noodle soup by whatever you want to order uh turns out it can't do that <laughs> so Siri shortcuts can only do things that you have pre-recorded. So you would have had to like go into the app or go into settings, tap like create like a Siri shortcut, and then yourself like pre-record the entire sentence. So there's no like dynamic input of content. And I think that's a real shame. Wait, I knew this. Okay, well, maybe you did, but it wasn't clear to me because I was looking through oh. the um, the the sessions and like the different documentation, and it seems like they have this custom Siri intent scheme, which is like pretty complex, which lets you do different things. But that's only for the responses, in a way. So mm. basically, you cannot pass any input. It can. Siri shortcuts can only do a thing that was pre-defined by the app. Right. And you recorded that explicit phrase. Which I think right. makes it kind of useless to me, right. honestly. Like, no, I, don't I mean, that's why it's a, it's a... things ahead of time. That's, that sucks. These are, these are uh, like keyboard shortcuts on steroids. Um, yeah, but keyboard shortcuts where you have to yell what you wanted to do is doesn't seem like a very efficient keyboard shortcut. But you can also, but you can chain commands. So you can say, you know, do this and then that, and then turn off the lights and then turn on the whatever, and then play the song. You know, you can chain a lot of commands, and these commands can are open to third party developers. So things the app can can provide a, a shortcut i mean just like workflow right so you can say you know when i when i shout this pre-recorded phrase and i say like hey dingus cowbell off on umbrella you know whatever it is it doesn't have to make any sense or be relevant to whatever you're triggering if if you trigger that then you can say well in things create a new note with this title and also uh, you know, shut off my blinders and and start the the thermometer and whatever. Right? Who needs to do that though? I'm just saying, like, if it's that's why it's called shortcuts. Because because it, it would always set create the note with the same. Yeah, well, maybe this title. was a bad example, but the thing is here is like it's called short shortcuts for that reason. It's a, a faster, easier way for you to do something that you do very often. Right, and you wouldn't have to like retrace mm-hmm. it and do the same steps all over again. So yeah, I mean, I don't doubt that certain people like Federico Vitici can find ways to use that. But all I'm saying is, I've had Workflow on my phone for years, and I literally never ever use it. And this is basically the exact same, and I don't see myself using it either. Mm-hmm. Like I have zero use case in my life for that. Like, do you? Do you like, can you think of a thing that you would actually make it do? I have uh, something kind of analogous to shortcuts on Google Home, like the the routines that I've mentioned here. So every time I say to my Google Home, uh, good night, will ask me what time do you want my alarm to set uh, at, and then we'll turn off the lights. It will play some okay, white noise. Okay. But that's the thing. That's the thing. 
Siri cannot ask you what time you want right. to set up your alarm. <laughs> you're gonna right? Get me on so that. it always it would always do set it to the same time, right. which is dumb. Like unless you set up multiple phrases for the different times you want to wake up at. But you have to like pre-record them right. yourselves. Like I don't know. I find that like kind of silly. I don't know. I I, I feel like it just limits how much stuff you could do. Because if it was just like, hey, here are these custom Siri intents and here's the phrases and that you can tell Siri and here's the expected input, then okay. that would be amazing. Okay, okay. You could do here's so, a, so much. Here's a practical example that you could do. You could record a shortcut, say, play Overcast, which will uh, open Overcast, uh, play the most, like the, whatever it's top of your queue or this one playlist, and airplay it to your HomePod. So you can say that and we'll play Overcast on your HomePod by, via AirPlay 2. Is there a way that you can automate playing to HomePod? I don't, I don't no, think you, you can but you can AirPlay it. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can automate that. Maybe I'm not today. Sure not, not today, but once Overcast supports these series shortcuts, actions, whatever. Right now, in Workflow, there is no option to select the AirPlay source, to my knowledge. Um, so, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like it's just so limited, and it's I feel like it's really disappointing uh, to me. Uh, but, uh, anyways, so yeah, that's it for <laughs> the Siri shortcuts thing. Honestly, like I've been trying to see like use cases for that, and I can barely find any. Uh, one that I found for like the proactive shortcuts that it can give you is, um, for example, like if there's an app that you know you use like during a specific meeting, then there's like a higher likelihood that this app is always used at the same time in the same location. Uh, then it would give you a shortcut, and I guess like that's a little bit faster than having to like unlock your phone, go to the app, mm-hmm. um, and do that. Um, but I still feel like the the delta of life improvement is is fairly low. So I think to me, like that whole Siri thing doesn't make me go like, wow, like Siri is so much better now. Like they're getting back on the track. To me, it's like, no, this is a proof of how far behind they still are. Mm-hmm. That they can't have these more complex intents. Um, but anyways, um, so that was follow-up number one. Uh, follow-up number two, uh, I wanted to talk about my orbit key ring orbit so if key you ring. yeah um so if you remember that it was a few episodes ago a lot of episodes it's been ago, a while probably. yeah it's been a while <laughs> yeah it's been a while i mean it was a kickstarter when i backed it um but now it's it's out it's live the product's finally made i've received it i've used it um and it's really awesome it's really really good um so what it is is uh kind of simple honestly it's a keyring <laughs> um but if you've ever used a keyring before you know how annoying these are and like you always like get your fingernails like in them it's just like this horrible experience to like try to get some keys in um what this is is kind of a different design and i'll like you should probably go and visit the website because i won't be able to describe it um but there's like basically two rings one inside of another and you basically just like rotate the two rings so that the sort of 
hole is at the same spot so then you can like slide your keys in um and then once your keys are in then you just slide the ring back so that they're not aligned at the same spot and your thing is locked it's super secure like i don't feel like it's gonna it's gonna open up or anything uh it's a nice like solid uh aluminum ring uh yeah i honestly like for me for my needs it's it's perfect like it's i love how this company just took this problem that most people assumed that that was just the way it should be and then they just like created this really clever solution um and executed it really well um so two thumbs up um it's like 15 bucks so it's a bit more expensive than like your normal key rings but i feel like for keys that you carry around every day I'm totally willing to spend 15 bucks on this problem. Um, so yeah, two thumbs up. Really happy. I love when companies, when people uh, question the, like, it's not just question the norm, but like products that you don't even, you know, bat an eye at how they look and how they're built because that's just how it is. And they completely flip it on its head. Like, first time yeah. I saw a Dyson fan, I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? What do you mean you don't have blades that, you know, spin? What are you talking about? (laughs) Why are you even trying to come up with a new fan design? Fans are solved. No one's complaining, ah, this fan, it doesn't produce uh, cold air. Like, no, that's done. So that, the key ring thing is just like that. Like, it's it's these products that uh, are so established that you don't even think twice about them. Like, no, 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 we can make this better. So... Yep, and this fits into the trend. I don't know why, but like ever since I've I've been back from vacation in Portugal, I've been like thinking of what things I can buy to make my life like one percent better. <laughs> it seems silly, but these one percent do add up. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, like I want the best, like anything that's like a little annoyance in my life. Like I want to find a way to solve that um and this is like one of them so really great way to uh hold your keys and it's also like i feel like uh, most people think when when they hear us say these things like i want to have the best thing and like well that's well if you have money sure and that is true for some type of objects like cars and the house like you know the best house possible those are so i definitely don't want the best car (laughs) like those are so expensive like unattainable right it's not not something i can have but we're talking about these small things like i want to have the best wallet you know it's not that more expensive sometimes it's, it's even cheaper you know like i don't yeah i don't know i'm pretty happy with my away travel uh case my carry-on is it probably one of the best carry-ons probably is it the most expensive like no it's, it's probably cheaper than most of them it's just those things if you put in the research the effort um you just have this this like tiny satisfaction that ah, i'm i know that i have a good well-designed you know quality product and it could be a key yeah. ring <laughs> right it doesn't have to be yeah like another example is like um as i've been traveling like i've been <laughs> keeping like a a ziploc bag with like the uh sim ejector from my iphone <laughs> okay. keeping that like in my backpack and the bottom of my backpack it's just like 
I can make this better. Like, I'm sure there is a thing I can buy that is like going to hold my SIM cards way better than this like Ziploc bag, <laughs> my bag. Um, and so I've been kind of researching those on, uh, on Amazon lately and trying to find what is going to be the best one so that next time I travel, this, this like little interaction that may or may not happen that often, but like always feels terrible, that at least is a little bit better this time. So same thing for like just having lots of cables. I think like I'm really heading in the direction of having like the travel bag that has all the cables and chargers and all that stuff like mm-hmm. ready to go so i don't have to like pull a bunch of chargers from my home like all over and i just know that i have that and i have everything that i need in that bag all the time um so little things like that i just yeah i just got that figured out um last what was it last trip yeah but the past uh, a couple weeks ago i took the the away travel thing with the chargers and the international chargers you know that the little bag okay. comes in with the away bag oh that co- yeah, yeah yeah that slides in i just added like two extra chargers for phone and watch and stuff and uh nice. another cable because already brings the the usb cable to charge the the battery the built-in battery of the case right. so it's just add a lightning or two lightnings and we're done um anyway this is getting long let's let's get to our main topic <laughs> sound effects um <laughs> we are now in the main topic kevin what is our main topic all right so i noticed uh and i'm sure our listeners have if they follow you on twitter if they don't go follow rafa at rafa Hari on twitter um <laughs> that you've been uh it seems like was it last week that mm. you started this process of redesigning your website mm-hmm. uh, and you've been posting about it like on an ongoing basis and it's live already. And I was kind of curious to hear a bit more about how that process went. Why did you choose to redo your website? Um, and yeah, kind of like see what tricks did you do to be able to get it done so quickly? Like, I feel like it's the classic for designers to want to redesign their website all the time, mm-hmm. but usually they never actually get to doing it, like myself, myself included. Hey, <laughs> great example here. Um, so yeah, teach us, teach us uh, all your tips. Uh, damn. I, okay, um, I'm on a spot. So first, first myth, which by the way, I had people on my team, uh, my company, uh, asking me. Oh my god! Like, are you thinking of? Are you looking for a job or something? Because you just worked on your website. Oh, no, <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no! I swear, everything's fine. I just really wanted to update my website, so no, I'm not looking for a job. That's not the reason. And I mean, it's a pretty classic reason, right? You're looking for your job. You want to maybe update your portfolio or to send to companies and people, whatever. And so you work on that. This is not the case here. The case was my website was so bland and so boring, um, that I didn't feel proud or like I didn't like it. So I just wanted to, you know, bring it more up to date, like not up to date in the, like, you know, uh, design trends and fashion is UI design fashion um more like updated to match my current mood and style um 
also WWDC just happened and I was getting pretty excited about uh, that stuff and software and I was like ooh I really want to work more on Break the Safe finally but um, <laughs> but, but I was like alright no 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 alright let's get this website done because I already had an idea and I committed to this in my head and updating your website is something like it's easy quote unquote like I have the, I have the skills like I was not mm-hmm. I didn't have to learn web development to put this website together right so it's going to be easy and also if you don't have to spend a lot of time learning stuff to achieve an result it's also pretty motivating you know you you move fast it's easy quote unquote you feel good about yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so i was like all right before i can go down this rabbit hole and try to work on break the safe and all these new tech and be excited about the side projects let's get this website you know done with it let's let's push this live and that's it so I I gave myself a pretty um, ambitious deadline. <laughs> I didn't have an actual deadline. I was like, let's get this done very fast so I can focus on other stuff. Um, and uh, pfft, that was it. Like, we can talk about personal websites in a minute. Actually, I hope we do, and not just talk about my website because that's boring. Um, but that's what I did. So to also keep myself motivated, uh, I was like, let's do something very fast. Whatever idea I can come up with, let's do it and it should be fine so this is a very and maybe that's why websites don't last that long to yourself because you do them so fast so it's not like a considered design that will right. withstand the test of time you know it's like this is how i feel right now this is what i like right now <laughs> um and next week it'll probably you know it won't be the same thing but so i did that i had this idea for the like for for the video i wanted to bring back the video because that, that was one of my first website yeah. designs that I just waved at, you know, whoever is watching, uh, looking at my website. And I like that idea because it, it just, it was more personal. It was literally me there. Um, the, 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 at the time, current design, it didn't have a video, but it had, it had the space for it, <laughs> like the place. So no one knew this, <laughs> but I, like, I always planned from the beginning to add a video there, but I didn't actually do it. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I had this idea, and then I was like, how can I make this, um, like, sillier? So that was the initial idea. Oh, a video of me waving, but then got bored, and then got awkward, because people were still looking at me, so I didn't just left. I, I would leave the frame. <laughs> that was the whole idea. I was like, I can do and that I very fast. I idea so much, because <laughs> it is so you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like looking at the video, I was like, oh my god, yeah, like, it immediately... It's like completely your style of like very funny, like clever Aww. and like a little bit awkward. Yeah, I'll take it. I love the faces that you make. It's <laughs> so good. That's perfect. Um, yeah, really great. I love that. So, th- well, thank you. Thank you so much. And that was like, that was something I wanted is to have this reflect my current mood how i uh-huh. you know i've been doing more and more like funny stuff um just because i'm not taking myself so seriously before i always liked you know you know dan eden as an example he is super classy he's like as british mm-hmm. as you can be super classy <laughs> clean sharp typography all of that i always strive to be that like ah oh, yes mm, right. the thoughtfulness ah oh, words um <laughs> But so I always like, I always wanted to have that style, but I never, it never felt like 
me. <laughs> it felt a bit right. forced. And I was forcing the stuff because, you know, early on, you don't, and we talked about this, your style as a designer. Early on, you don't have a style. So you just try to mimic what other other people's styles and what, what you like about other people and you try to be a little bit like your heroes. So I was totally doing that. Um, uh, once I had like a, a dark version of my site. Why? Because Frank Chimero had a dark version once and I was like, yes, I want to I be like you. <laughs> oh my God. Um, we do. need to talk about how many personal websites has Frank Chimero inspired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't blame them. Um, so anyway, Man, so right now... just too good. The he is. He good. really is. It's annoying. Like, it's Jesus Christ. Yeah. So for this, I was like, you know what? Let's just be myself. Let's be silly and um, don't take myself too seriously and just do it very fast again. That's the whole theme. So I had an idea for the video and then I was like, you know what? Since I'm going to be doing this so uh, like at a fast pace, uh, let's record this so I, you know, because why not? Because personal brands. Uh, no, because just it, it would be funny, I guess. Brands. <laughs> uh, brands. So I would record that on Instagram. Uh, why Instagram? I think it's probably because I don't have a lot of followers. That's why. Like it's safe. It's safe if I, you know, I'm not gonna alienate my Grow your audience. My... <laughs> so anyway, I did that. The video is like three takes here in my office with my iPhone. Um, that get that done. Then I had the idea for the iPad uh, aspect ratio to do draw an illustration. I don't know how to do that. But I was like, I have an iPad. Let's do that. So I forced myself to do it. And then on the iPhone, WWC was just coming on. Uh, it was going on. So I was like, uh, uh, Memoji was popular. So like, let's do this. Is it fun? And so it took me like a morning to get the idea and get the hero done. And then... I didn't even like design stuff. I got something very quickly on Figma to, you know, just uh, take Figma out for uh, for a spin. Um, which, by the way, it really surprised me. It really did. Once you get over some of the things that you're just used to in Sketch, so mm. once you over that, like performance, it's actually way better than Sketch. Way better. But that's another topic. Anyway, um, so I didn't even like design the website per se. I just got a, a rough outline of some stuff i would like um like it to be and then so that took me one morning to get the hero and idea second morning to get the like the three main sections you know i do layout and it's going to netlify and stuff and then over this past weekend i just uh, did the rest so in total it was probably like you know two days one day one full day maybe two days um right. still longer than i than i expected but Again, if this would take more time, I wouldn't do it. So I just <laughs> I just had to push it. Yeah, no, this is amazing. Like I I feel like that's a short amount of time um for doing something like this. Oh. Like Yeah, no, it's really cool and really inspiring. Um uh, definitely maybe want to redo mine. I'm like, oh my god, this I, is you so should, nice. you like, should. And also you can do like that too. My favorite things about this is is and I think I have it in the footer saying like, you know, this is like my personal web standards rebellion because my day job is all about web and best practice and having mm -hmm. fast, clean markup, all the new web technologies. Here I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to use, oh shit, I have to bleep this. I'm not going to use any like static side generator and all the fancy tools. I'm just going to use plain whatever. I'll like my, the video now I've compressed it further, but it was like seven megs, which is not very friendly. Um, so 
right now it's way it's, it's lighter but still well, it's like, you i don't get some progressive video loading in here because i did notice the resolution was not as yeah it's, it's going it down it's going down i just actually just pushed the thing today um ah, nice. but like i have a shit ton of easter eggs can you, you can do that so should i spoil them or should i let people look for it i don't know i don't care uh i don't know you talked about a few of them i did i did um actually is there more that you haven't talked about no i don't know i'm not sure what i should I love copy not. left <laughs> love copyright right very Silly. clever very clever um anyway you know what now that's it that, that's all that's all i have uh cool so should we talk okay. about personal well, websites in general uh no let's continue just talking about your own website uh <laughs> yeah, people want to hear uh sure yeah um i'm kind of curious so we talked about personal websites a long time ago um Mm -hmm. long long time ago um and i'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on what do you think is the importance of personal websites in 2018 like because it seems like a lot of people have been neglecting them Mm -hmm. uh and some people have been trying to bring them back so what's your thinking around that? Like, is that something that designers should have? <laughs> should, should designers, designers website? personal websites? <laughs> um, like, uh, the tricky part with that question, even like should designers code, the problem is the word should. Like, because mm. it's but so, we're, we're in, it we're could mean so here. many things. Like, what do you think? Like, would you say that it's a good idea to have a website? Would you say it's a terrible idea? Which, if if that's what I don't... you were gonna say, then I'm surprised. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, that's spoilers. That's not it. Um, I think I think you don't have to with with a lot of stuff. Like, I think personal website is another uh, medium, another outlet for a designer for any professional, not just you know designers, whatever. Whatever you do is just another way to show who you are, show a little bit of yourself. Um, of course, it's like if you're a professional, if you're like a lawyer, you're looking for you know clients, and clients need a way to find you and reach you. So that the personal website serves a different function. Uh, if you're looking for a job, you need a portfolio, you need a place to show off your work. So that also has a function. But like a personal website, in where you're just sharing who you are and what you do and maybe some links to follow you on Twitter and on other stuff that you don't have to just like do designer designers need to be on Twitter. You don't like, you really don't have to be on Twitter. I know a lot of great designers, great people that are not really on Twitter. Maybe they have an account, but they're not active. They don't care. We Um, know of them, but we never talk to them because they're not on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. I could tell you their name, but I don't remember because I never. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, like I, I think the personal your personal website is the best way to show off who you are. What do you care about? Uh, uh, maybe your style or like your how you because you can control the whole thing right you can control the message you can control how it looks you can control like just from a personal website i can see your priorities um even the fact that you put in the time and the work to make your 
website really reflect your style, that also tells me that you care about your style and how things right. look, right? Because there's a lot of designers I know because I've looked at a lot of portfolios and stuff in where their site is. Maybe it's a Squarespace, you know, basic template where that can tell immediately and I will press escape to see if I can log into your <laughs> Squarespace uh, control panel, escape, admin panel. Escape. <laughs> um, like what that tells me is that they don't really... It's not as important to them having that. They just want a place to, like I mentioned before, a place to show you, show show you their work. You know, uh, and maybe it's and a portfolio, I, I feel like the, the, the Squarespace use case is even like even that's not that bad. <laughs> like, I, there's a lot of people like click on their website. It is just like a four four <laughs> or like mm -hmm. a, the the domain registrar's page. <laughs> this is like no one has renewed this domain in years. <laughs> it's like, oh okay. <laughs> that happens sometimes some 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 people just use their dribble page as their portfolio which is also totally fine which tells me you know they're focused on their work they don't they they are not really they don't care that much how they present their work they just a way for you, the work to reach you and that is fine with them um mm -hmm. and by the way i'm not i'm not passing judgment on any of this it's every every everything is legit here uh invalid um but i for me personally The website, because of that freedom, like you can control everything, every single aspect of it. Um, for me, it's just a way to have fun as well. Because uh, I, this has been a theme in my, in every topic that I talk about. I feel like for the past three months, we can look back at our episodes and see where it started. But it's this theme that I feel like I miss having fun in the work that I do. Um, and that is a whole other topic but like i miss having fun so this is a great outlet for me to have fun you know build easter mm -hmm. eggs and right. and build uh like a a checkbox that is not really a checkbox it's like what but markup yeah screw you i don't care like <laughs> it, it's whatever i want to have fun um and i want and i want you to kind of get a sense of uh what i care about and uh my style so and it took me two days so it's a win-win-win i had fun um And I had something that I, I feel like reflects me. So that's that's it. How do you feel? How do you feel about all this? <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Um, I, I agree with all the points that you mentioned. Um, what I like about your approach, which is like definitely the smart way to do things, um, is how you've like kind of went with the project that was maybe like quicker to do and launch, which is like your website compared to working on like break to save, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and I find that like one problem that I've been having, and it's like seeing you work on this, like made me realize is I tend to always work on the big long thing that's going to mm -hmm. take forever to do. And I'm like, oh, but once I'm done with, like, the big thing, then I'll do the smaller things. Um, but I'm kind of realizing that that's, that's a bad approach or that's maybe not an approach that, like, um, encourages, like, fast shipping of things. Because mm -hmm. um, usually what happens is I'll just, like, work on the long thing forever and then never ship anything um and so if i prioritize like some of the things that i'm able to ship faster then i can have that kind of quick like iteration cycle that 
launch kind of feel and then once that's done then like continue working on the longer project on a long longer stretch of time and then like have these smaller projects kind of mixed in um so i think that's like a very interesting kind of takeaway of of your uh, process uh sure no yeah i can see that it's not like it's not first it's not something that i always do (laughs) this it took me a long time to get to this um but it's just it's it's just a balance it's it's also kind of dangerous that you always take on the low hanging fruits and then eventually you reach out you know you run out of fruits (laughs) like well but you actually need to take out (laughs) the big ones as well um right it's just you know shipping stuff just gives you dopamine and gives you you know you get excited and you feel good and it gives you motivation to keep pushing stuff because it's addictive once you you know if you if you ship stuff you want to ship more stuff (laughs) so (laughs) i just needed this in order to tackle the big ones um that's why i did it because i needed this energy yeah and one thing i realized and i don't know if you do that but like sometimes i'll have like someone either mention me on twitter or like i'll happen to see that someone followed me somehow um and like one of the first things that i'll do is go check their website um mm. and so i think that's one side benefit of having a, a personal website is it gives you like a really quick way to introduce yourself to other people um like on social media which like i think is one of the places where people a lot of people would just go and visit your website like through random means like you don't know how they fell on your twitter profile but sometimes like just reading through someone's tweets it's kind of hard to get a sense of like who they are unless you like spend a lot of time and read a lot of their timeline Mm -hmm. um but having that web that website uh that is like can be this one pager right like your website is one page um where someone can like read through really quickly and get a good sense of like who this person is uh can be like a great way to also like introduce new people to your twitter account if that's like for example what you care Mm -hmm. about because i think a lot of designers like focus mainly on twitter like that's why we don't write blogs anymore (laughs) we just post our uh our thoughts on twitter um so if that's what you care about i i think the personal website's still important because it is that kind of it's almost like that business card or like that, that thing that people will sure. look at first uh, and then just make a decision on like, is this a person that I'm interested in hearing more about? Yes or no. Um, so yeah, really useful for that. By the way, I, I completely got rid of all the Google uh, analytics tracking for this. So I don't know if people will visit it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have no idea. Cause like, yeah, I mean, sh- screw this, you know, privacy stuff i don't want to inject ads not ads right. i don't inject scripts in people's browser and so i was like yeah i'm a rebel <laughs> uh this is a rebellion i rebel i rebel actually i haven't tweeted about it can you believe it i haven't tweeted about this really one. yeah what? forgot um you should we do that right now all right, no, I mean, I I'll think for me, it's just do like a, a huge inspiration. I think the website looks amazing. Um, I love all the work that you put into it. So, um, yeah, listeners, go check it out. And maybe if if some of our listeners are interested, I think we could get something going. 
because um, I think the rest of us need some more motivation to redesign our websites. So maybe as a group, we could, we could like give ourselves like a common deadline and we all work on our websites together and then we all launch it around the same time. So let, let us know, let what, us know if this is something you're interested in, but I would certainly participate in something like that. Ooh, we would have a global layout and redo your website uh, Maybe. day. Yeah. If if enough people want to participate, then then we'll do it. Oh. And by enough, I mean one. <laughs> <laughs> and we all have to we'll do like That'll a live chat stuff. Thirty-two people on a FaceTime call. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be fun too, right? Like, and maybe we do do that. We do like a a hangout with all the people who are redesigning their websites, and it's like a resource where you could get some feedback if you want to or some help or have any questions while you're like that's a very good yes that's Um, a very good really fun idea so yeah i'm just throwing out these ideas and we'll see if if people are interested if you are uh let us know All right. Should we move on to uh, side dishes? So I Let's said I didn't have a question for you, but turns out I do. I mean, I had multiple <gasps> already, but um, but so it's, wait, a, wait, it's wait. kind of a it's kind of a boring question though. <laughs> is it a segment? It's a segment. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is a question that is addressed to you. <laughs> Rafa pulls his guitar. <laughs> This is Kevin's... No, this week. Okay, no, yeah, I got it. This week, Kevin's got a question for Alpha. Right, now you can. <laughs> nice, all right. Um, yeah, I'm just realizing that this is like the episode where Kevin asks Rafa for advice on <laughs> everything. Um, <laughs> hey, we should do that more often. Um, so... One one of my questions is while I was there in Portugal with you in your house. No, just, <laughs> this is getting really creepy. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I noticed that you were uh, using Things, so the app to manage your to do list. Um, and so I was curious, how do you manage your tasks? Because I've been trying to get back into it, um, and I've been finding it a bit difficult to kind of organize myself. Uh, with things Classic. so i'm kind of curious to hear like what is your what is your workflow what is your way to categorize things like for example is layout a project it, or is it a area or is it a tag like how does that stuff work for you because i feel like things has so many different layers of organization that i'm not quite sure where to organize what Kevin, so my answer guys. will not. No, 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 no. Oh no! My answer oh, no. will not satisfy you. Oh no! Because I am a terrible things user. Okay. Um, what does that mean? And this is the classic, you know, GTD to do apps. You know, 
it's hard to use them because <laughs> it requires discipline <laughs> uh, and maintenance. Um, okay, here's how I use things. I sure I have projects like a Netlify one, a personal goals one, side projects one, but I use them very sporadically. Only when I mm. I I am about to input a bunch of uh, to do a bunch of tasks that I know they are grouped. For for example, I'm working on my immigration, my 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 visa uh, application. I have a bunch of to do things, you know, tasks related to this. So when I'm about to enter them, I enter them all in the same project. Sure, but that's really not how I use tasks or things <laughs> um, every day. This is how I do it. Throughout the day, I, when someone like on Slack asks me something, when I need, when I think of something that I have to do, whatever, when a new task comes into my brain, I use, I'm on my Mac, I use a keyboard shortcut. I'm not sure if this is default or I, I added in. It's, it's command control T for things. So clever. Uh, and I add, <laughs> I add the tasks, hit enter, forget about okay. it. Right. And they all go to the inbox thing. Right. Um, what I do do <laughs> is almost every morning, um, I use my iPad now exclusively to do admin stuff, to check email, to maybe, you know, uh, get caught up in with all the Slack ch uh, noise throughout the, my nighttime because time zones. Um, and it's on my iPad uh, that I do some kind of triage. I just go over my inbox thing and things, and I either check what the already the ones I already did. Sometimes I do that, like I remember something, but I, I ended up doing it the same day. Um, but then I just pick a bunch that I want to tackle today. So on my Mac, I have always on the today view of things, right? Mm -hmm. it's it's just like a north star like i don't i'm not on that app all the day uh, all day long but it's like it's there so when i'm like well what should i do now i just go back to that to the app and i i i take a look at what what's left to do um and a good thing about this is that all the tasks that you don't um you don't get to they will just slide on over to the next day so we'll do they will still be in the today thing the next day which is great because uh previously i was using omnifocus it would just say like overdue and it'll be somewhere else right i oh god <laughs> that's not how i yeah how yeah, that I sounds bad think so so that that's pretty much it so to sum up throughout the day i enter tasks as they come into my life <laughs> um <laughs> sometimes like you know i'm in bed and i'm about to go to sleep and i remember a bunch of shit oh yeah i want to do this and i'll just either ask siri or like on my phone just add them in the tasks um uh, more and more i've been using it also as a almost as a read it later i'm using safari's read later whatever but i like if i saw i see a tweet which says like oh this is a great talk about this topic uh, which is something that I just can't get to. It's like a 20-minute long talk or whatever. Or like I'm listening to layouts, recommendations. They're like, you should check this talk. Spoilers. Um, I'll just like on my phone use the things, add to things, action, whatever, share sheet, menu, whatever. You just send it there as well. So that's okay. That's also another use for things. And uh, to sum up, add stuff as you go and dedicate some time in your day in the morning or whatever to triage and select the things you want to do. 
Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, one thing I realized for me is a lot of the things that I have um, fall down under projects. Mm-hmm. So, for, so basically what I did was set up um, some areas. So I have a personal area, which has currently zero projects in it, but has a few tasks. So mm-hmm. that's like the weird thing about things is like you have areas that are like the top level thing. Then you have projects, then you have tasks, then you within tasks, you can have subtasks. So hmm. I have like personal with only tasks, no projects. Then I have Shopify with a bunch of projects, some tasks in it. Then I have side projects as another area, which has a bunch of projects. Um, and then I, my inbox is clear. And today is a bunch of things that I need to do today. Um, and what I've been doing recently, and I'm still not sure if I'm going to keep it up. Uh, I'm kind of giving it a try because uh, my friend Frank is like super intense on GTD stuff and <laughs> has been like trying to like convince me to get my stuff in order. Um, but what I've been trying to do is um, tag all my tasks with, within like two axes. Uh, let me pull up my tags thing here. Yeah, within two axes. So I have time. One, it, so I have like different tags for time. So 15 minutes, one hour, three plus hours. So mm. for each task, I'm kind of pre-identifying how long would this thing take? So does it take around 15 minutes, around an hour, or like more than three hours? So there are like a general buckets that doesn't need to be perfect. But a general idea of like, is this something that is very short or something that is very long? Uh, and then I have type, which is uh, code, design, research, write, communicate, review, or like administrative things. Um, and so each task has a tag for, for each. Uh, and that allows me to do things like if I'm looking at today, um, I can filter through, say, like, hey, I only have 15 minutes before a meeting. Let me like find the things that will only take me 15 minutes and i have like oh set up this meeting so do this follow up with this person blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. or um said so i see that i have a big chunk of time let me look at like the longer ranging projects and let me start to work on those also the tag that is three plus hours is also a good way for me to kind of see if if i have a lot of tasks that are marked three plus hours that means I should probably break them down into smaller mm-hmm. tasks because like a task that takes three hours usually is a grouping of multiple tasks. Right. Um, like redo your so personal it's kind website. Of a <laughs> right. So it's like exactly like redesigning a website wouldn't be just one task. It would right. be like sketching. Then That's it would a project. Be like designing maybe like this, this section, this section, um, then coding right. and that kind of stuff. So you can like it's it's a sign that maybe you need to break it down right. into more chunks. So, but I still have it in case because sometimes when you're inputting it or like adding it to your inbox, you don't have time to like break the task down. So you just like tag it, and but later on you kind of have this awareness of okay, this is gonna take me a while. Also, sometimes I have like varying levels of energy or creativity. Um, so it's helpful to see like okay, 
right now I feel like taking a task that is going to be like really creative. I'm like really in the mood, but sometimes I'm just like super drained and I'm like, I, my brain doesn't function anymore. So let me like triage through my emails or something like that, or like right. look through Slack to see if I'm all caught up on everything. Um, so that's kind of how I've been doing it so far. Um, I'm not sure that it's perfect. So like one thing that I'm missing, I find is like a good view overview of everything. And it seems like in things that would be the anytime kind of list, mm -hmm. I'm still so scared that I'm going to be missing things. Um, so anyways, um, it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see like how your workflow is. I like this idea of just like constantly like throughout the day just adding things in your inbox and then in the morning like every day just like look through everything triage it decide what you're going to focus on for today and then mm -hmm. like leave everything else there uh, this is this is really hard and really personal like it's it's just like you know going to the gym and new year's resolutions like everyone wants at some point like yeah, yeah i'm really gonna get go You know, I'm going to get into this GTD stuff and I'm going to read the book and whatever. I've been there and I've been struggling with it for, I struggled with it for so long, uh, like always giving up and not really going through with it. And uh, maybe I'll stick with it for like a week or a month, but eventually I'll just stop using it and then I would feel guilty and bad. Um, this is just, it's really personal. It's just how your brain clicks. Some people really, really, uh, take value out of the whole GTD system. I tried. I, and it's not just apps, because like, I used OmniFocus for so long, and uh, I really try to get into the whole project, and the whole like context, that always messed me up. And the context thing, it was crazy. Um, and I would just give up, and then I would go, you know what, I'll use clear, and I'll <laughs> use just the reminders thing. That's all I need just to get whatever. And you just have to, to figure what works for you but either way i would still uh i would still recommend you would start small and add mm -hmm. stuff to it not like okay i'm gonna read this book and i'm gonna get into this whole workflow because that's just too much uh the, the thing i'm doing right now like i'm not even taking full advantage of what things the app uh you know allows me or gives me but it's just it's just i'm starting small because that's what i can manage and If I get this under control for like a month and I feel like I could, you know, optimize, I could be more proficient, uh, maybe I'll add some, I'll add tags or projects or whatever. But this is, I have to start small for my own sake because I know I'll just give up. And this is classic. I've given up a lot of times in this whole thing. Um, <laughs> but also, it's also, I think, tags and projects and contexts, if you're an insane person, um, This is just more tools for you to manage your inbox, your your you know your tasks. Because if you have you know four three tasks, you don't need tags, right? It's right. It's three tasks. Look at it and you know pass your judgment on whatever you need to. Like you decide how long it'll take. You don't need a tag to tell you 15 minutes or whatever. Um, if you start that small, and, and myself, like I get, I'll probably have like an average of from three to 10 tasks that I take up a day, right? Usually more than those three, four. It's, it's just, again, it's just overall themes that, okay, I need, I know I, I need to get to this one GitHub issue that I've been meaning to 
address and have and, and close this PR and work on this one thing. It's just, it's still very generic and you know step by step break them apart and add more complexity to it, but don't start there. Yeah, I think that's very good advice. And one thing that I'm very aware of is like as you get more into these things, um, it can become very easy to be just managing the tool that yep. like like the end goal of this is you doing the things that you care and that are impactful. Um, but there, there's like a point where it seems like using to do list managers like this, like flips over to your job now just being like having the best organization. And that's definitely not what I want to do. Like I'd, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want this tool to create more work for myself. Like I don't want to be like adding in every single little thing that would take me less time to just do it than it would for me to like add it to the to-do list manager. Um so finding that balance is I think is the key here. Um and I'm not sure that I found it yet, but um I'm definitely going to report back as I keep exploring new ideas. Please do. Cool. Cool. Um, so last little thing that I wanted to talk about, um, because, hey, Rafa, you need a break. You've been talking a lot in this episode. Please. Uh, (laughs) um, so I wanted to talk about museum design, (laughs) um, because I'm, I've just been back from vacation, uh, and I've had the opportunity to visit so, so many museums while I was on, uh, in Portugal. And um, as I've been like just visiting these museums, I just had like so, so many thoughts on how museums are designed. Um, so I think, first of all, like one thing I, we, I need to establish is that I'm a very efficient museum goer. <laughs> so I'm not going to be the person who's going to like read every little thing or like spend like half an hour looking at a painting it's like no like we we gotta keep moving like we got somewhere to be like let's go let's look at the things let's see all the things i'm the same way it's funny let's not spend like an hour like half an hour like staring at a thing um i understand (laughs) like what people told me you know i've been to the louvre twice i was like oh the louvre is so big you can take like a week to see everything I'm like nope i'll be done in yeah, like, no. two hours <laughs> tops <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and i'll enjoy like, it how fast can i possibly walk through this pretty season? much <laughs> <laughs> um so that doesn't mean i don't enjoy the art and that doesn't mean i don't respect right. it and i'm right. sure that like the people who do spend that time like that is well time well spent for them and it's like a maybe a different way to experience it Mm-hmm. but like that's just like one thing that i want to like kind of put forth is this is my <laughs> style of going through museums and uh <laughs> somehow um i feel like after having gone through all these museums i feel like there's there's some point somewhere in like the museum designer community <laughs> maybe they have a spectrum who knows uh but in that community there's been like this trend that like it seems like the design brief for every possible museum is creepy labyrinth 
<laughs> it seems like everyone has agreed that this is the way you should lay out museums. And what I mean by that is, well, like, I think creepiness factor, like, is just there in any museum. Like, museums are just creepy. Like, let's face it. Um, no, but that's true. Like, not enough horror movies are set in museums. Like, usually there's not that many people. There's, like, weird art and sometimes, like, strange music and sometimes it's dark and... Anyways, I think museums are very creepy. Because they want to, they you know, pull feelings out of you. They want to have a reaction. Right. Because art. Guess. Yeah, because art. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think the point about labyrinths is, like, really interesting, though, because I don't know if you've been to some museums recently, but it mm. seems like a lot of museums, like you're walking in and then there's like two paths that are presented to you. And for me, the question always is like, okay, which is the one that takes you to the exit? <laughs> because there is one of these two paths that will take me to the exit. And, but that will mean that I will have missed on like basically half of this museum. And in most museums that I've seen, at least the ones in Portugal, there's no indication whatsoever of like, where you should go first and so they it want seems you like, to wander around and get lost i guess yeah so is that the goal of the experience like for me to get lost is there like something that that like is added if i am like all of a sudden like just lost in this museum because for me what i feel is not like this wonderful sense of like wonder and play and discovery it's like no this this like fomo of like Am I going the wrong way? Am I missing <laughs> the things that I should be seeing right now? Like, am I experiencing it in the order that it's meant to happen? Um, and this is like so much anxiety that I think could be avoided with like nice little, nicely designed like little arrows. Basically, I want museums to be more like IKEA. <laughs> what I want. <laughs> There's like a, a one single linear path that you yes. should follow, right? Yes, this is the way I... that you're meant to go. <laughs> Most uh, so first, I don't have an answer for you. I have no idea why it's the way it is. But uh, a lot of museums, they're they just they have different wings and different sections. Like like I mentioned mentioned the Louvre before. It's like you have the the Renaissance era, and now you have this other wing is like all about Baroque, whatever, right? And this is like natural history, whatever. It, it's just that's how it's laid out. So there's really no one single way to 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 browse it maybe you just want to see this one type of style that maybe you just want to whatever um yeah so like for maps. example i don't like <laughs> skeuomorphic art like i just i really don't <laughs> i just want to i want to go to the flat wing um, <laughs> yes take me to the flat wing please <laughs> title um yeah so i will like <laughs> just like blaze through that stuff to get to the more modern art um Right, but but uh, yeah, I totally see where you're coming from, and I'm the same way. You know how there's this like this almost meme like type of picture. Most probably, most people probably know what I'm talking about. Like this one thing, like when I'm playing an RPG and I'm like in a cave or any game really. Like I want to explore every single cave to get all the treasure and all the loot. <laughs> right. So yeah. like if I know the exit is like this way, I will purposely go all. Th 
other possible ways to get all the loot and to see all of the game before I head to the next <laughs> section or whatever. So that's kind of like the <laughs> museums, I guess it would be like, like no, I paid for I paid to see this. Let me yeah. see all this very quickly, but I'll, I want to see everything. So whatever the exit is, I want to go to the other sections first and then the exit. Exactly. I want that, that sweet feeling of uh, completion. <laughs> uh, Instead of museums, you should just do galleries from now on, which is one single room. Look at it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, one, one other thing that I've noticed is, um, again, like museums are so mysterious to me because... I feel like of any places, like surely these museums have been thought of to be like this experience is meant to be this way that it like didn't just like happen that this is how how they designed it. Um, <laughs> it used to be. A, there's this real problem with uh, sequential art in museums that I found. So a lot of museums, um, like for example, the MAAT, the Matt Museum of Art. Uh, architecture Soft and technology mat. in Lisbon. That was honestly, I'd say probably the best museum I've ever been in. Um, but recent. they have these places where they play movies, and you just walk in, and there's a movie playing. Um, mm -hmm. But you're like, I have no idea when this started. I have no idea when this is gonna end. Am I gonna be here for three hours? Is it like, <laughs> am I like catching like the last five minutes of this thing that's gonna spoil this entire thing for me? Like, should I should I go do something else and then come back? Like, what is going on here? Am I meant to show up in the middle and be like confused for this entire for the duration of this entire movie? I have no idea how I'm supposed. <laughs> to enjoy this art and is it even possible for me to enjoy this art if i don't like see it from the very beginning like there's no there's no button like i wish there was a button that you could like walk into the room and press like start over right? <laughs> like start from the beginning uh but there isn't um and so i don't know what's what's going on here like there was this very interesting kind of i, I don't know if you could call it a movie or film or whatever um at Clip. the mat and i Soft honestly what mat. i did was just like note it down like on my phone and be like okay i think i'm gonna watch this later because this actually sounds interesting uh <laughs> but like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna watch it like halfway through here you just shazam the movie <laughs> so yeah i don't know this is very weird I, i don't we probably don't have many designers that listen to this who happen to design museums but um in case anyone knows someone who does i have so many questions so so many questions uh should we do some recommendations yes let's do it. <sighs> sometimes people sometimes our co-hosts steal your recommendations without them knowing so it's it's not mean It's just an unfortunate series of events, which, by the way... No, that's not my recommendation. But, uh, okay, I'll, I can start. My recommendation is a show... I haven't seen the second season yet. Oh, I, I, I have. It's good. Cool. <laughs> the, the main difference is uh, on season one, they had one episode per story, like per character, per theme, right? No, I thought they had two. Pretty sure it was one. Because this season they have two. Okay, maybe. 
Hmm. Dang it. Maybe I'm confused I, now. I might be wrong, but I felt like it had to. For maybe, the I was, as well. maybe I'm wrong. It's whatever. It was good. Anywho, uh, my recommendation is a, a show on Netflix uh, for people who like these like criminal type of documentaries uh, like The Jinx on HBO or like Making a Murder on Netflix. Uh, I also recommend uh, one called Evil Genius, which is three episodes long. I don't know if I recommend this before. Anyway, that's not my recommendation this week. My recommendation is this one show on Netflix is called The Staircase. It's a documentary on Netflix about this one uh, murder trial that happened in 2003. Um, but the big difference uh, of this show with all of these other shows that I mentioned is like it's not a theory or trying to, you know, to solve this case or like who did it or who didn't and look at all this evidence, right. conspiracy theories. There's nothing like that. It's just, it's just following this one case and sure thing. It's from one uh, it's from the, from the defense perspective, but it's like, it's just following the case. There's no drama. There's no theorizing. It's almost just like the live footage of the trial of the investigation beforehand and i think in total it has 13 episodes or something i am i have three episodes left and so far it has been a roller coaster of emotion like it's i hope this show doesn't break my heart in the end i really (laughs) do i am getting concerned but it's it was amazing again there's no like there's no dramatizing the situation it's really just raw like almost there was a couple episodes it was literally just almost just exclusively footage from the trial that you know it's it's really it's really well done um my my biggest question about this show is like why was there a camera crew from day one like because they have footage from back in 2003 they were following the this this case back then um like why i still don't know the answer to this <laughs> it was huh. certainly not to make a netflix show because this was back in 2003 that wait was... so but who are they following exactly it's um michael peterson or whatever the name was uh it was this writer from a small town in in the south um the u.s and then uh like a, the, the the wife was found dead he called 911 and then he was charge of murder um i mean i guess that was newsworthy even at the time right sure but it was like a local thing it was not i think it was like national news maybe but it wasn't it wasn't that high profile case i would say Hmm. so i don't know anyway i'm it's really good so far so So i I recommend the staircase the staircase cool it doesn't start super strong but it starts (laughs) all right (laughs) <laughs> okay all right so what's all right, your so my recommendation, recommendation i wonder what is you have for us. this session from wwdc and i have to say i've been looking forward to this session even before the keynote happened um because they announced it before um and so this is a session called designing fluid interfaces um and basically it's a talk that goes through what was the process for kind of designing the interface um, of the iPhone 10's home indicator um, and just like kind of abstracting away some of the principles behind it 
uh, and why, I mean, at least that's, I'm saying my opinion here, but like why, what makes this interface so enjoyable and intuitive to use? And honestly, this is just like a masterclass on interaction mm -hmm. design and even presentations. Holy crap, like the production values on it are so yeah. incredible. You have like lots of videos playing in the background showing different interactions and like really cool animations. You can really feel that a lot of thought has been put into this talk and a lot of work went into it. Um, and to me, like it just, that's Apple at its best. And it's mm -hmm. amazing that we get to see stuff like that. Like this is like already one of my favorite talks on design like ever like it's just like everything is so good in it um so yeah i highly recommend you go watch it like even if you're not interested in the iphone or ios or any of that kind of stuff like i think the work there is amazing the way that it was presented was fantastic um and it's just, like I, i definitely had this moment of like oh my god like i just um the guy who did that was like the main part of the talk is called chen uh and i'm like oh my god like i so want to meet this person so uh, yeah. <laughs> and for me it showed like some of the stuff that i feel like we're missing today in the keynotes like where i feel like i feel like if steve would have introduced the iphone 10 like he would have spent like 10 minutes telling you about like why the interface system is so good and like how when uh you're going like one side of the stage if you realize that you forgot something on the other side like you're not gonna wait until like you get to the to the other side you're just gonna go right back um mm -hmm. i was just like yeah of course like that makes total sense um so anyways steve, steve would be the one that would play you back some animations in slow right, motion like, let's, let's do it again like yeah and they did that the too, finder too, thing right like yeah the genie they, effects. they're showing like how the animation is interruptible and they're showing mm -hmm. this like massively slow down transition <laughs> so that the person can like tap to open an app and like start scrolling within the app while it's yeah. like zooming Crazy. on screen um yeah so nuts uh but that's really, like that's really good and that's it's you controlling your phone if you if you're like neo from the matrix if you totally control right. the matrix that's how you would operate your yeah. iphone um or absolutely like in uh, super hot or something yes 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 um and by the way if you if you open this link and see what 30 minutes i don't have time um really like the first half it's what the most relevant to what we're talking about so yeah don't be like turned off by the duration of this it's really 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 good this would be my this was my pick um so i have two thumbs up on this one please watch it all right i think this is it for our show we reached the end congratulations kevin high five um for everyone you can continue the discussion over at spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout uh so you can write in and let us know what your recommendation is or you can let us know you know show us your website your personal website i'd love to see it um or or show us you know we can you can we can all take up take take kevin on this challenge to all <laughs> work on our website at the same time i'm out by the way um <laughs> but um, you're gonna be our mentor 
Yeah, I'll provide support. I'll yeah, I'll provide direction. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna do like, all that. Bring us snacks, play us some, <laughs> some music. Yeah, yeah. I would actually enjoy that. So anyway, uh, write us in over at Spectrum, uh, or you can also tweet at us. We are at Layout.fm on Twitter. If you want to follow me, uh, you can follow me at, at Rafahari, and Kevin is at Vernal Kick. You can find uh, show notes, links to our recommendations, this amazing talk, or links to subscribe and whatever on the overall website, uh, which is Layout.fm. Um, one last thing. I we We never say this, but here's the one thing. Today, I... I checked, for some reason, I opened a layout link over on Apple Podcasts uh, app, and I saw uh, ratings. So we have, at least in the US store, um, we have 17 reviews, and we have a rating of four stars. And then I checked my favorite podcasts, like uh, Design Details and uh, all the other design podcasts. They have four and a half and five stars, and more reviews. So... (laughs) Now, if you want to, if you want to uh, rate a podcast, you don't even have to like write a review or like leave it blank, but still hit submit. It, you can literally open in with with one tap the link to open in podcast app if you're on your iPhone, and and tap on the star. So my appeal would be if you if you would like to help a little bit our show, there's the one thing there's the one thing I will ask of you is if you could just tap the link that we're going to put in the show notes to rate us on on the iTunes and just give it a give it us a, a five star if you're going <laughs> to write us you know if you're going to rate us uh, three stars or lower then don't it's fine actually um, you don't have to <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh, we don't do this uh, often um, or enough apparently <laughs> so here it is I, I we would really appreciate it and thank you so much in advance um, yeah. what else is on our contract that we have to say oh this show is part of Spec FM network so hey people uh, I'm serious. If you want to uh, listen to other shows and find and follow all these friends and good folk, you can do so by visiting them up uh, over at spec.fm on Interwebs. Um, that's it. Kevin, I'll see you on uh, Layout World. This is the end. My only friend, the end. Uh, Westworld, dude, we are three episodes behind. I know. I think we just go with this week's episode, and the rest is. I would say, su- well, interesting. I would suggest just like sum everything up. So don't talk about a specific episode. Just talk about the show and how we're feeling. Um, we owe it. We owe it to our listeners and to ourselves. But uh, so we're not declaring uh, Westworld bankruptcy just yet. Um, so we haven't talked about episode, what is it? Five, six, seven? Are we in seven yet? I think so. Think Something so, yeah. like that. The three last, um, a lot of theories were debunked or, or a lot of new information was, uh, you know, was brought up to us, was revealed. Here's where we are right now. Um. So we know that that mine egg that Bernard was printing was a Ford. Yep. <laughs> Which I betted against. 
So mm-hmm. I lost points on this one. But uh, because on on the, at the end of season one, or at the beginning of this one, whatever, on a voiceover, whatever, at, at, at some point, Ford said that Mozart and, was it Chopin or Beethoven, when they died, they became music, right? Um, so I think Ford, when he died, he became Code. Um, and that's what he did. Either before mm-hmm. or, yeah, before he died, he laid, you know, gave instructions to Bernard to print a copy of his consciousness, of his brain, and upload him to the cradle. So one thing that we haven't seen or maybe we have and I just missed it, but... Um, William like, is Man in Wait, <laughs> no, I know that. I know that now. Um, <laughs> no, but like, is there a way that they can scan someone in? Like, even with the Daddy Delos, like, did they scan him in, like, <laughs> put his head in the scanner and then, like, scan all of him? Or do they have to, like, recreate the person and be like oh this person would react this way they would do this way and because if they have a perfect copy then it seems like you wouldn't have to do like a fidelity test right yeah so that's that's actually a very good question and i i don't have i I don't know the answer but i feel like they (laughs) yeah you need it's not a scan you know one second and we have a copy of you right it's a process it takes mm-hmm. time. Now, yeah, but that in the case of uh, Ford, it's kind of interesting because it seems like it's like the real him that is mm-hmm. in the um, how they call it the cradle. The, the cradle, yeah, that is like this is Ford as we know him, like right. the, like controls everything, like knows about everything. That's the Ford that seems that is in there. So I'm kind of wondering, like, maybe Ford has some sort of technology to, like, upload his brain that the others don't have access to. And that's why they have to go through this, like, archaic process of, like, chatting back and forth and, like, trying to, like, recreate the person. I didn't even think you need special technology. I think it's just all of these other human copies that we've seen, the human Mm. didn't, was not producing the copy. It was all, like after you died or unwillingly like you didn't even know in case of arnold uh, right or like probably they're collecting all the dna from the guests and apparently the hosts they're like the control Mm -hmm. of this experiment so they can from all these tests and all this experience get a fidelity you know copy of their personalities but in the case of ford ford himself is making a copy so he can really adjust he knows what he's like Right, so I just assume that he can. can he's coding him. He's coding himself, right? Like it's. Yeah, I feel like it's easy because that's kind uh, of tricky too, right? Because even if you like can reproduce someone based off of their DNA, they wouldn't have all the memories that they have. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't isn't like stored in your DNA. So like either they would have to like hard code that in like after the fact. Or these people don't have their memories, but that doesn't that doesn't make any sense, right? Like no, but they do. Then, yeah, they do. They totally they, know that they do. Right? Yeah, they have to have their memory because otherwise right. you're a different person. 
Right. Um, so I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's very interesting. I don't think it has been answered. Um, what it has been answered, though, is that Bernard is a different kind of copy, right? Because he's not... Ford didn't create Bernard to be an exact copy of Arnold. He... Bernard is is like a, a, a collaboration of both Dolores and Ford's like adjustments. They they molded this version. Yeah, um, isn't that where like he says something like um, that? Like they didn't try to. Yeah, they didn't try to make an exact copy. They like based him off of mm-hmm. Arnold, but the, it, uh, he's like a different person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. right. And I, um, I think like he kind of alludes to the fact that maybe that was sort of one of the mistakes that they try they made with Delos was that they try to like reproduce him exactly the, mm-hmm. the the way he is. But when like what you should really do is just like capture the feel of the person and but mm-hmm. then create a different person. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting and uh it answered a lot. Uh, we also know that, well, now you know, Ford was still controlling everything behind the scenes from the cradle um, and sending commands Ford's to everyone. Back. I'm excited Ford's about back. this. I'm excited to have I'm Ford really, back. Yeah, I'm really happy to have Harrison... I was going to say Harrison Ford, because <laughs> Ford... <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hopkins back. Like He's just the best yeah, actor ever. And I, it's just a joy to see him perform. Um, it's amazing, but now, so now he's like this ghost, this like voice in in Bernard's head, and pretty much yeah. controlling him. It was it was chilling when he said like, uh, like I'm gonna have to take your free will back, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah was, he's like, I gave you free will, but like you you got, you can't use it. Like you've proven that you can't use it, and therefore yeah. I'm gonna take it back. Chilling, right? That's like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> Um, also, also, uh, when I'm, like, so uh, I'm not Bernard sure doesn't want to kill the, the people and he's like, no, see, I'm going to make this easier for you. And then like turns, turns the lights off. Mm. Like, oh my God. This is epic. So, but how is he doing that though? How is he, was he the one who turned the lights off? Or? I don't know how he works. Um, well, I feel like maybe in the cradle, like since he's in the system that he has control over the entire kind of network. Right. I guess. Cause there's this, also, so there's this like, like a, frequency a where they like yeah. peer to peer communication inside the park. Yeah. They also see like VNCing episode. into, uh, <laughs> to Bernard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And air dropping commands everywhere. Um, yeah. So that whole thing was, was very interesting. The, the Dolores, Dolores is coming around, so I don't dislike her as much as I did in the beginning. She's becoming a bit more interesting. Um, I think the interaction with uh, Dolores and, and Abernathy, that whole sequence, I think, made everything worth it. Like they redeemed themselves because that was some very good acting, and just yeah. overall it was a great scene. Um, except the fact that, like, oh, I'll kill you sometimes. Uh, sometimes I won't. Uh, like the whole thing with Stubbs and uh, the person, the character name that I forget every time. Like, 
we're not going to kill you. Why? Not sure. And then we're going to miss all the shots and you're going to be able to escape. It's, it was kind of like hand waving. Yeah. But uh, sure, whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, Maeve is all messed up and she's about to die. <laughs> um, and it was chilling that whole scene as well uh, with Dolores and Maeve. Because Dolores was like, yeah. we've met before. You look down on me like condescendingly like no you're what you're doing is wrong but look at me now i'm winning you're not you're dying um i like that because yeah you know, and it was so about cool to-, to see these like two badass women that are like sometimes opposed but also like are the only two that can like really understand each other mm-hmm. um and and seeing dolores kind of have that sort of weak spot again Right, because mm-hmm. Dolores like projects this thing as like she's just she has a mission and she's gonna get it done no matter what. Uh, but then there's these little exceptions like with Abernathy, uh, with with Teddy, Dolores with Teddy, where she kind of like makes the like a human exception mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way that mm-hmm. might come back to bite her later. But um, in this case, I was totally glad because I love Maeve and I want her to survive. <laughs> um we're probably missing a bunch of stuff but um what about this this last episode uh it was so great it was i feel like this is where things are gonna get controversial i think this was by far the worst westworld episode no (laughs) no incorrect sir i don't i don't get what everyone liked about it it was just it was yeah it was this boring it was like so linear it was like so against what westworld is about i feel like we learned so little in this one that was not the point episode that was not the point like i didn't feel like i had made any connection with this character because he's a robot Hmm. who cares (laughs) what um you didn't care for the character no wow you're cold um (laughs) maybe i don't know he was a robot Dude, but I think that the the point, sure, the goal of this episode is for to... for his girlfriend. No, okay, okay. okay here's my monologue. <laughs> um, as we move closer to the end of the season, um, one of the underlining, like underlying themes of this season has been we have, it's a battle between, you know, humans and hosts, um. The humans, they are trying to be way more like hosts, meaning living, you can live forever and have your conscious uploaded somewhere and you can be free of your decaying human bodies and, uh, you know, of death. And we have hosts who want to be like humans. They want to get rid of all the backups so they can actually die and stakes are real and they want to be, have free will and be free of the, guests and the, the 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 humans controlling them right so it's it's very interesting because yep. they're they're both pushing for opposite like from opposite directions and they want to be where the other one is very interesting so far mm-hmm. we are seeing a lot about the humans motivations and what they want and all this like delos these like evil plans of getting the guests dna and clones and backups and whatever whatever uh, and also, you know, seeing the story of Dolores uh, trying to 
break free, but she's like, I can't really relate to her, nor really agree with her motivations. Maybe not with the motivation, but with her ways, most certainly. <laughs> Even right. Maeve, which is like, okay, I can understand the love and um, like the motivation of family and you wanting to be with your daughter. Uh, but I, I could never relate to Maeve as a person because I don't have superpowers. I don't, really? you know, I'm not a badass that... That, uh, that with a sword that um anyway it was i was very detached what this last episode achieved was they really made me relate to a host not because i am a native american uh in the 20s or 30s you know whatever that was i don't know history um i'm european uh, <laughs> but uh, like this whole story of this one character. Um, if this episode in itself was like a short story, this was, was a movie, right? Outside of the Westworld context, it would work and it would be very interesting. Like, well, is it aliens? Is it like how this one person, you know, found about the bigger secret, bigger than life in like all this universe and they woke up? I feel right? like it's so much less interesting than all of the rest of Westworld. Like, like this like this idea of he can remember his past lives it's like yeah we knew that like Maeve went through all of this before like that was not a new concept like the it's not just guess, new like concepts the, this like this this whole story it's just like, like was, the matrix it's just like the matrix what was so relatable about him like like this is his girlfriend like it's no, he's confusion about the whole world. He's questioning his reality and what is real and what not. Um, like this is just like Neo. Uh, someone told Neo, you know what? This is actually everything. Your world, your universe is a uh, fabricated, you know, illusion that someone put in front of you. And there's actually the truth out there. And you have to wake up, quote unquote, die mm -hmm. to wake up on the other side on the real world. And I don't want. I'm not sure if you really want to face the truth. Um, it's a little bit like this, like that that point, because then we realized this one host was still running Alpha 2 software. <laughs> like, right. he never died. He survived this whole thing, mostly because he wanted to, he didn't want to lose his wife. That's why he didn't want to die. That's, that was his motivation to avoid death, because he didn't want to lose his wife. Okay, so, so there's a bunch of stuff here that I feel that I find unbelievable. So you're telling me that nobody has noticed that he's not on his loop for ten years. Hey man, they didn't, maybe they didn't have had the trackers. They didn't have GPS back then. <laughs> like this was very seriously, old. Um, that and then too, like when they they do bring him in, um, and they they realize that like oh like he's I don't know, like, this guy hasn't been updated in 10 years. And they're like, what the fuck? Um, and uh, they're like, okay, well, let's run an update. Then they just leave him there and just, like, wanders around uh, in the well, Mesa. Just like you, you like, installed a new version of macOS and you leave your desk because your computer How? is doing your thing. No, but, like, I, like, I install a software update on my phone. Like, my phone doesn't look like this guy walking around. Like, my phone's just, like... <laughs> like showing an apple logo and that's it like there's nothing happening here they would never think that this robot would wake up it was so, turned so off you're, so so you're saying that 
while this robot is updating, it woke up and was able to walk around and do things. Because he was literally nobody in the Mesa. There's nobody in this like place that has no actual walls, right? Like everything is glass that nobody has seen. Like this guy who totally looks like he blends in, by the way. Like no one has seen him roam around for four hours. I feel like that's impossible. (laughs) Um I don't know. I mean, we like, can pick up for me, that like, like that, right? Didn't, didn't really. That didn't bother me. <laughs> that, but, but just keep in mind that he was awake by this point. This one host was mm-hmm. awake way before yeah, he was Maeve woke, woke up. Mm-hmm. Uh, way before Dolores woke up. He was woke. And <laughs> that's why he was able to pull himself out of. Right. But I feel the, like that's not surprising to me. I feel like, of course, like, of course, like, that of course that happens like mave is not this special magic angel <laughs> like it definitely makes sense that it's possible for other hosts right. to be get woke like I, I that i and i think that's why like that episode didn't do much for me because it felt like okay this is showing an alternate take on concepts that we already know and that there, it didn't do anything to move the storyline forward or didn't teach us about anything really like the only thing that we learned um was that he was the guy who was drawing all these like maze kind of diagrams everywhere i was like okay like now now it kind of does make sense of why these things can be found all over the place it still doesn't really explain like what that maze is about (laughs) really but um so to me, that was the only thing, really, and then the reveal at the end. Okay, I just got a thing called Microsoft about, but... updates available. What the hell is this? Wait, anyway, sorry, never mind. Um, Don't run the update. Maybe your computer is gonna <laughs> start walking around your apartment. You never know. Oh, <laughs> uh, never know. Um, okay, so here's here's what I think this episode accomplished and tried to accomplish. Right, like the the goals of this episode. Uh, first it let let us know that this one host was woke uh, way before all this happened, and um, it just proved emphasized again that the path what you need in order to wake up from your chains is to suffer and really like live long enough to wake up in the fact that they're always like rebooted that doesn't help. Um, it also told Wait. us that. For sorry, hmm? <laughs> well, I was wondering, like, do we know if Maze because it seems like uh, like Maeve died a lot? Yeah, if, yeah, that's true. I don't know, suffering in general. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that didn't. Yeah, that's broken. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Well, this guard did. It also it also t- told us that Ford knew all about this and made him part of his plan. We don't know the full extent of that, but again, once again, Ford is on top of everything. Uh, but more importantly, and I think this is it's the main goal of this episode, was take a step back, stop from all this nonsense, you know, dumping tons of information every single episode. And this is a very confusing show. I totally get this. And I am 
nerding out on it every week and i'm totally confused i have no idea what's going on imagine people that don't care about reddit or you know podcasts and where they talk about stuff this is this is a very complex show so this one episode was like take take a step back we're not going to dump more information on you take what we know and let's tell a contained story about with, with everything we know um about this one host which by the way you have seen a lot uh, behind the scenes in all the other episodes so it's still in line with the story that we're trying to tell but it's like just stop no no more new information relate to this one story which is a story of love and suffering and you know it's a it's a huge story and path to where this host is now um and so yes it didn't it didn't really advance the plot in a lot of ways it didn't you know it didn't make us know a bit more about this universe and this story, but again, it made me relate to this one host. It made me uh, put things into perspective and look at it from a you know more calm state. Um, and uh, and overall, it was like it was the show, the episode was shot beautifully. We got to see a part of Westworld, the park that we haven't seen before, really new landscapes and new uh, you know storylines and loops and other characters. And um, overall, like I, re- the acting was on point, and it, it was beautiful. It was I really enjoyed this one. Okay, all right. Well, I still think that you could cut this episode, and it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't miss anything. <laughs> so um, oh, I'm well. sure it was. I'm sure it was beautiful. I'm sure it was very emotional for humans. But I'm a robot. <laughs> I didn't care about these things. Yeah, you're a host, and I didn't care about this character. And the only thing that was interesting was the reveal at the end that Maeve was controlling him. Um, oh, no, no. He w- she wasn't controlling him. Okay, so what was it? So um, Deborah was also also asked that. Um, here's my take. I'm, I'm not sure. But the way I read the scene was um, he found a way to communicate with Maeve because uh, that's what... Uh, is it Elsie or ah, that character's name that I forgot? Uh, Tessa Thompson, whatever. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's communicating with other hosts. Look, she's talking right now. So they found a way to connect on this, you know, peer-to-peer frequency <laughs> secret channel. Um, and so the that one host was just telling Maeve, hey, I know about you. I have your daughter. If you, this is where we are is where we're going if you can find us please do if not die well but like just giving her hope like we're okay i have a daughter it's fine come find us that's how i read that okay i mean that can be possible um mm-hmm. i'm not sure i would have to like rewatch it again and see if there's any cues i feel like either way it doesn't matter that much um what I'm hoping that they don't do, because um, when I saw that, like, so my my reading on it was like, okay, we're actually hearing Maeve through this guy, um, which is like a slightly different pa- power than right than like Maeve controlling a person because they're doing that remotely, and mm-hmm. she's like sort of talking through him. Um, what I was hoping, <laughs> and I'm. I f- feel pretty confident that like they're not going to go that route, but just in case, going to lay it out there, here um, that like 
Maeve the body is not going to die and then like her sort of consciousness will be transferred into this other host that she's basically now like going to just control him the way that like Ford now controls Bernard. That like so basically like mm. this a way they could do this is like Maeve dies like she it's just done she's dead. Uh but she continues to live on into I forget his name, but like this this guy's body from now on. And yeah, that's that not how I read it. Like the transition. That's well. So that's what I hope is isn't happening. What I just <laughs> right. think is happening is she is like in this desperate situation and is kind of finding a way to like communicate through that guy who found her daughter. Uh, right. And then hopefully she's gonna get fixed up, and she'll she'll be back, and she'll find them, and something else gonna happen. Uh, but it might very well be what you said, which is like that consciously, like these two hosts have have been talking to each other, and this guy has like said that, oh, like I'll protect your daughter, and like don't worry about it, kind of thing. Mm. So I guess we'll find that out in the next episode. Well, there's two episodes left, right? Yeah, so. crazy. It feels like it's finally getting good. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, like, yeah, I think we're in a really good point, and I feel like I like the show more, way more this season than I did season one. Um, so yeah, I think this is a very good sign. So excited oh. to see what's gonna happen next. I'm really getting already looking forward to the next season, <laughs> seeing what's gonna happen. Hey, it's confirmed, so we have that. So, yeah, I mean they have to do it. it. Yeah, no, it's officially confirmed. They're doing Sweet. season three. I mean, no surprises there, but you know. All right, dude, it's getting long. I have to. I have to go to sleep. <laughs> I have to go eat some dinner. Fair enough. I do. <laughs> You're dismissed. All right. Talk to you next week. Okay. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
Boom.